Welcome back to Jackson Transplants, the Welcome Committee for Transplants. Jacksonians welcome, but not necessary. Chef Enrica Williams, who's going to be co-hosting with me, and we also have Imani Kayam. Yeah, so it's been a long time since I've done this. The last episode was in the summer, and um, it was with Lance. We did an unpopular opinion episode, and it was off his Fight Me Friday. So Lance, I want you to know that your episode is actually the most popular episode for 2020. So even though I haven't been here for a while, I still have a ton of episodes y'all can go back and listen to so um before we start the interview i kind of just want to start out with mess because that's what people like <laughs> you guys can or you don't have to join me because i understand like how small jackson is and like you know like it might be one of your cousins so i don't know <laughs> you might not want to join in <sighs> But the first thing I want to talk about, uh, yeah, so since the last episode, Deion Sanders has become mayor of Jackson. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I already see where this is going. Continue, continue. So, and um, in addition to that news and everybody feeling like um, super happy about the attention Jackson is getting, we found out about at least one reality show officially called The Bell Collective, and that's going to be on OWN. So I have the description right here. So I'm going to be looking right here because I have notes, you guys, if you're watching it live. But it says it's from the producers of Love and Marriage Huntsville. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I love that show as a viewer because there's no connection to it. But, you know, I was really excited because one of my day jobs is, you know, I co-own architecture firms with my husband. So I'm like, okay, these people are doing development. It's black couples, something to look up to. I was following all their business pages. And then it ended up being a whole bunch of basically a bunch of cheating <laughs> among the couples and a bunch of mess. And really, there was like two houses that was built by one couple. So it's like no development of Huntsville as they pitched the show. So seeing this show, I was like, you know, it would be cool for Jackson to have a reality show. But then the way the trailer was shot, the first trailer I saw, it was like, okay, these are all professional women. A lot of new money. Um, and it looks like some drama and I was like, okay, like this is the same narrative for a lot of other reality shows and I would have liked to see something different. Now it could be that this is just to get people interested in watching it, but mm -hmm. I hope that's the case because I would have liked, you know, I will, maybe I want something more about Jackson and less about people. I'm not sure. And just to show like the culture, creativity that's associated with Mississippi and kind of change the stigma. So we'll see. I'm not trying to be a pre-hater. I am going to watch it because I like a pre-hater. 
Yeah, pre-hater. Because <laughs> the show hadn't even come out. I think it premieres January 15th. But um, I just hope it's not like Love & Hip Hop, uh, another Housewife franchise. I hope it's something different. And even though they're like, you know, entrepreneurs and they're wealthy and glamorous, sometimes like drama overshadows all of that. So I don't personally know any of the women. I don't know any of the women at all. I always talk about Jackson having like three or four versions. And it's like, I know people within my group and I meet other people because they are part of that group, but I don't like you know a lot of people. I think um, the radio host, she's probably the face I've seen the most often, but like, I mean, I still don't know because I don't listen to radio really. Um, I listen to a lot of streaming devices, like I guess a lot of us. Um, another thing is College Hill Reboot, uh, something that Tracy Edmonds produced back in the day. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's Deion Sanders' fiance. I loved, love College Hill. But then when I thought about yeah. the episodes, I was like, do we really <laughs> want to showcase students from Jackson State? Fine. Now it's fine. I'm different Tougaloo. <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to showcase that narrative in it? Yeah, you I know, like, like the when they create the environment, sometimes <laughs> it's hard. You know, to kind of just, you know, you forget probably about the cameras and all the other stuff, and then this like mm. so. Jack State's <laughs> doing a lot of stuff. It's progressed a lot since I first enrolled. I've been there. I've been a student since 2003. Oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. it's very different. The campus is larger. They have a lot of buildings, like a lot of good things, despite, you know, I guess like the year or so we had by our presidents, it's still a lot of good things going on in Jackson State. So just the same situation, I would want to showcase that opposed to like the same, you know, like Jackson State's not even to me really like a party school. Like if you, if, if you're, having first of all it's a pandemic but in addition to that like you're going Mm -hmm. really out your way to create a narrative because it's not to me it's not like that like that just wasn't my experience but uh yeah so i also heard i know at one time they were thinking about doing um i think it's called southern charm like there's a new orleans franchise i think it was doing it considering jackson so i'm not sure what happened with that but um like i said you know, and this is interesting coming from a person like me that I'm concerned about Jackson's image. <laughs> so that's coming from New Orleans. Right. Coming from New Orleans, being how I am with Jackson, and to be like I'm concerned is really sad. Because <laughs> is it sad or is it or is it empathetic? Like you understand and you get it. Like you know, coming from outside of Jackson, you have a whole new look to what is Jackson as opposed to Jews like myself and Imani. I'm like a sort of Jew. I wasn't born in Jackson, but I spent a lot of my childhood here and then we moved back, the whole thing of that. So it's like the perspective is really important because sometimes, as we know, being in Jackson, it's kind of like a replay on high school and very cliquish. So so those perceptions of Jackson will be kind of according to the clique that you fall in or yeah. the type of thing that you like to do um, or where you grew up or where you live. So coming from New Orleans or coming from outside and being here and seeing and being immersed in it, it's different. So that's like a perspective well, that's needed. Not, not only that is that 
you know, you know how we are sometimes. I don't know about other cultures, but black people, when you have, mm. when you're a family and you're friends and you have issues, you be like, this is at home. Like we don't discuss that stuff outside. So it's like kind of putting a magnifying glass on Jackson with all of this stuff happening. And of course we have a lot of issues and it's going to take time to solve some of those issues, but it's kind of like, I don't want outsiders to know that stuff. And I want to help create a different perspective because for so long it's like, okay, Mississippi is a place that's backwards. Um, you know, like their education is trash, you know, they don't have paved roads, they probably don't wear shoes, you know, so it's like, there are so many negative, and it's like we have an opportunity to change the um, perception of Jackson and Mississippi, and I just don't want us to change to be like little Atlanta, or some other messy, or ghetto, for lack of a better word, type of situation, so, you know what I'm saying, so... I don't know what it's going to be like, but I just would prefer to move. But guess what? Like, I'm not anybody's producer. I don't have any money. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where my heart is on the situation. <laughs> I don't like, get paid. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just here. Like, right. whatever y'all decide to do, hopefully you decide to shed a positive light. But most of the right. times with a reality show, you know, I, I haven't seen one reality show that's positive. Yeah. I mean, the only reality show I can think of that was positive and it had a couple that stayed married was Reverend Run's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there might be other situations where that's true, but most that's another thing. People are like, why wouldn't you? Because it's like, it seems like people, first of all, like nobody's perfect, but if you have some cracks, things are worse for you (laughs) when you get on reality TV. That's right. So, in addition to that, because social media, because we're bored during the pandemic, you start seeing plot lines that go along in the blocks and play out on social media on top of what goes on on reality TV. So, yeah, so that's just my concern, which, like I said, at this point, doesn't matter because these shows will be coming out soon. But at a minimum, when it comes to College Hill, I really hope it's about... Um, the HBCU experience that we talk about, um, black excellence and all that other stuff, rather than like some college students, uh, beefing or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, um, Enrica, your episode, you were first on episode 32. Um, I owe you an additional episode because we recorded last year and everything that could go wrong went wrong with that episode. And it was a really, really good episode. Um... So I owes you one. He <laughs> owes you one. <laughs> so we actually had uh, Carl Hall in there too. I remember like the highlight episode to me was like asking you guys sweet potato pie versus pumpkin pie. And Ooh, I still which, which you know what the outcome of that was? Sweet potato pie. <laughs> we are not we are not How is that even a question? We are not Midwestern. We are not Upstate New York. But guess what? Your bakeries and your groceries suggest that we are because there's no, it's not really any sweet potato pie except for patty pies. I don't like store-bought goods, really. 
So, but like, there's pumpkin pies in the bakery. There's pumpkin pies on the shelves. I'm like, what is going on in this city? Particularly when the city's 80% African American. Because we buy our pies and make our pies. And because we also have a lot of sweet potatoes. So everyone has like their own recipe for sweet potato pie. So I ain't going to the store, as you said, and buy store-bought goods when I know that my mama makes a really good sweet potato pie (laughs) or somebody else makes a good one. And it's for the free. Like the the, the pumpkin pie is just like, it's kind of like- I've never even had pumpkin pie. I've had it once and I had supplemental pie. That's just like, just in case you can't get a hold of the real stuff. You just get this ratchet pumpkin pie. No, you don't ever, like, I walk in the light. And when you walk in the light, you don't eat pumpkin pie. Come on now. <laughs> the pumpkin pie is awful. Like, it should be. Uh, I don't like Yeah, but that was, that was the like highlight of the, the conversation of, of this pumpkin pie situation. I couldn't even believe you asked that. I'm like, we really have this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> what? My mom right now, is the one who eating these these pumpkin pies. My mom is the one who told me to ask it because she worked okay. at the bakery and she said the bakery she worked she worked at McKenzie's and the the main McKenzie that actually still exists she worked there in college and she said there there was no difference in taste between the pumpkin and sweet potato because they use the same ingredients and I told her I was really concerned about her like as my mother as a grandmother like i just didn't know if i should still have her in my life it was, at least not during the holiday season because i'm like you're not gonna i just think thing. that pumpkin and sweet potato pumpkin is like great value and and sweet potato is like mrs smith like i don't eat none of that either way but i'm just trying to like kind of give a an right. example of that and there's just so many sweet potatoes here in mississippi like I I don't know anywhere. Uh, I don't. I couldn't tell you where to buy a good sweet potato pie, but I can tell you where to go to someone's home or who makes a good sweet potato Your pie. Mom and made some. Yeah, Mama and makes good sweet potato pies, and that's like it's a request because she y'all be making pumpkin pie. It's no excuse. It's just too many. <laughs> <sweet>. <laughs> I mean, because you can't say we ain't got no sweet potatoes. That. Like if. If if the sweet potatoes dried up for some reason and you got this great pumpkin Charlie Brown sitting around, like, yeah, go ahead and hack it up. But I have to say, pumpkin and sweet potato to me does not taste anything like texturally, yes. Color wise, yes. You can do the same things with mm-hmm. pumpkin that you can a sweet potato. Um Mom and Rico, but, uh, I ain't trying to say about no pumpkin pie. I, I ain't I'm sorry. <laughs> would you say? Would you maybe say maybe Andre three thousand was like? I said, know, "Hey, mom, Enrica doesn't think you know what you're talking about," and I have uh-uh. girlfriend. Your mama <laughs> makes sweet potato pie. Um, Girl, my mom don't even cook, pie. and she has ruined our family line because she's like the first generation doesn't cook anything. So it took me a long time to come out of that and start learning to cook for myself. And I'm very late just because we had options. You go eat. I could eat at my grandmother's house on my mom's side, my grandmother's house on my dad's side, push coming shop. I can go to aunt's house. So we had so many options. And she's the youngest out of six kids. So she just Don't tell never nobody that coming from New Orleans. Huh? Don't tell nobody that coming from New Orleans. <laughs> we can't trust you to bring nothing to the, uh, to the food gathering. I know my <laughs> ministry. My ministry... Is mac cheese and stuffed bell peppers and red beans and rice. We'd be like, 
oh, are you gonna make gumbo? And I'm like, girl, like I, the ancestors have not even given me permission to even think about making gumbo. Like, but that's that's like that's it. Just like what's <laughs> that, 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 that group, the soul food, soul foodies, and they just make the wackest of gumbos. Rue is I, not Rui. It's like broth. Right. And you I know. love making comments and don't cook nobody's gumbo or nothing. No, like don't I said, nothing. Not. But I will talk about everybody's food in there. Yeah, I I, I lend insight and feedback. Absolutely. Sometimes I just had enough. Like if I see if I see more dried parsley, another macaroni and cheese recipe, another Alfredo rendition, <laughs> I think I'm gonna like right. scream. They just take the they get the, and I know they get that from Sam's in that big tub so they can just have a plethora of dried parsley. Why are you sprinkling parsley on a hamburger on a bun? You don't go to nobody's restaurant and get that with some dried parsley, but that just adds, I guess, pizzazz. Good. Somebody Good. called it like glitter. Like that was the name for it. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> they said Glitter, yeah. like, cause we sprinkle that on everything. Everybody. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know on I, pasta, everything. Stuff that fried. don't even need fried chicken. Nope. When you go to Popeyes yeah. and get fried chicken, and they got some damn fried, some dried I've pasta on there. Seen Never that. seen that on like fried catfish before too. I've seen that. They must went to the same school, culinary school. It's just, it's just, you know, the ghetto school they went to, uh, Instagram and social media culinary to, art school. Can you oh, go good. online? Is there like any culinary programs that's like online? There are pro- culinary programs online, and they're like at different levels and different skill sets or whatever you're looking for. Um, parsley is never in the lexicon of culinary arts training ever. Dried parsley is is used in stocks and like with dry other dry things when you are you you know you add it mm. when it can rehydrate and add color to it it is not a sprinkle at the end but you know y'all just i'm gonna say y'all folks sprinkle it on <laughs> everything like i just every time we sprinkle somebody uh, uh uh, 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 a cook just like loses its cook wings or something. Like, it's, just, it's, just, it's bad. It's bad. And I'm just like, and macaroni and cheese, I'm not so, I do not I like macaroni and cheese like that. I will make it. But I like chicken spaghetti. And I, lo- I love pasta. People seem to think <laughs> that, <laughs> people seem to think that adding, so this is an unpopular opinion, and I'm sure Lance is going to pop up on this thing at some time and tell me something nonsensical about what he does and does not eat. So I'm, I'm bracing myself for that. But adding 10 pounds of cheese to 3 pounds of macaroni and cheese okay. does not equate to delicious macaroni and cheese. That's just cheesy as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Ashley was looking at you before you... I know, because I was like, where are we going with this? I'm, right. I'm, I'm not... I'm just... You I just don't get like... I like Blue Box. I'm she sorry. Really I, like, <laughs> I like Blue Box. I will eat like the old school craft macaroni and cheese like that is that's comfort for me like i need my i need my three cheese layered macaroni and cheese i need <laughs> i need uh her body i need all those fancy cheese with some cheddar in there i need my three cheese layered macaroni and cheese 
Don't give me that box tea. <laughs> I it's it's nostalgic for me. Like, you know, it's just I don't know, but I don't need a lot of you know, uh you know, razzle dazzle for mac and cheese. I just I don't know. That's just one of those things, you know, but you know, one of those things that is too, that is delicious, and I see Ashley positioning herself. Trying to figure out how we gonna crop her out this. comments, baby, and they is just they are like they with it. They they are with it. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna <laughs> a little cheese with macaroni added, basically. Exactly, Danielle. Exactly. It drives me up the wall, and you can just tell who can cook in this group, and I'm just like making mental notes. This is why I don't eat at everybody's house, and this is why I don't eat everybody's cooking. And it has nothing to do with, did you go to culinary school or where did you work? Can you cook? Right. Can you cook? First thing. What do you, why do you season your chicken? Exactly. Do you scrape that little black stuff off your catfish nuggets or your crabfish fillets before you fry it? I need to know these things. And I need These things are important. I just saw them pepper. No, right, money, not just salt and pepper. Like I need now, some now, real, 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 real talk. And see, this is how you know stuff has changed. Mama was telling me the best fried chicken that she remembers, like ever. And I think it was just the way they raised chickens. She was like salt and black pepper and flour and frying it in a cast iron skillet. When she remembered, that was like some of the best fried chicken ever. I'm like, yeah, mama, but you got to remember now they got them things pumped full of. Yeah. Uh, all kind of things, and then what you're frying it in. They were frying it in lard. That's flavor. That's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so when people are like, oh, I don't use a lot of seasonings, but then on the other side of that, too, if you use too many seasonings, you don't know what you're doing either. Yeah. Because I don't need basil, Alfredo, jerk chicken, teriyaki <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Baby, that is, that is to the bathroom. Like it just sounds it's too it's too intense. It's too much for me. I can't, I can't get rid of attention. it. <laughs> <laughs> and shrimp don't go in everything. It's, don't it's put shrimp don't. on everything, Ashley. It's your don't. <laughs> I was you okay, Ashley, I didn't know she was, you know No, Ashley don't do that. It's you, a you joke. It's an example. To it's a, no, it's a joke because like minimize her shape. I saw this thing and this guy was like Rotel, and then he put shrimp on it, and then he turned back around and made macaroni and cheese, and he put shrimp on it. Then he put shrimp on a burger. Like, how much shrimp? I mean, this ain't bubble gum. You don't have to shrimp it up to right. elevate it or make it fly. Like that is what I just wish. <laughs> Use your shrimp wisely. They ain't do nothing to you. They don't deserve all this overuse. They right didn't die for that. They didn't die for that. They yeah. died for balls and be fried. And some other stuff, but not on everything all the time. Just Ashley, we didn't took over your show talking about food. I know. We're gonna switch it up. I'm gonna switch to <laughs> Okay. Yes, go get on get into so, it. I'm looking at these comments. So you grew up here. I did. And you went to Tougaloo. Yeah, you, you you're not saying they were no <laughs> I feel some I feel some energy coming from there. Everybody, I was trying to get on Tougaloo, man. Y'all get off the move, man. That's fine. A lot of us can move raise me. Like Tougaloo, you know. (laughs) Some of us could barely afford state universities. So, yeah. So, how was it growing up, and when did you get into photography? Actually, I didn't get into photography here. 
Um, okay. I, I spent some of my life in uh, Texas. Okay. So I went to community college when I graduated from high school here. I went to community college in Texas. And that's where I decided I wanted to do um, photography. Where, what part of Texas was you in? I was in Austin. Okay. I was in Austin. And so um, I lived there for a little while. I was living with my uncle. Then I moved back, went to Tougaloo and studied art mm-hmm. because I knew I wanted to do photography. But I didn't know how that was going to relate or correlate. Mm-hmm. But I realized as you know, I was going on along that it does make a lot of sense that you have a background in art if you yeah. want to be a you know, photographer. So it worked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when did you start doing it professionally? Because I think I met you a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, we, we met each other. It, it would have been. I think I had just got married. I don't think I was married very long when you took a picture of us for um, for Boom. Boom. Yeah. Like a couple power couples, which mm-hmm. makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> to, call, to call, like, to be, like, considered a power couple. But, yeah, that's when I first met you, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, didn't I take y'all picture at Jackson State? Yes, you did. I did. I remember where. Uh, I was, um, yeah, that was, like, 2015 or whatever. Yeah. But when I moved back here, um, I was going to Tougaloo. And as I was going to Tougaloo, I was working with... Uh, I ended up working with Sterling, mm-hmm. the photographer, and I studied under him. And so under him is where I learned studio lighting and things like that. And um, then I picked up the camera and started, you know, shooting myself and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you guys did a photo shoot recently. Do y'all kind of want to talk about that? I'm going to let Imani get into that. And I'll just, I'll just uh, seesaw off of that. As you may, money. <laughs> you could have gone and went into it. Okay, uh, okay, all right. I'm, I'm going to do it real fast, and then he's going to come back in with it. So, the money came to me, Dr. Cindy Ayers with uh, Footprint Farms, and Tyvee Moyo, shout out to Tyvee, and Dr. Cindy, too, um, about this um, this literary magazine, that, a digital magazine called The Bitter Southerner. And so what they're doing is they have, like, these T-shirts and all this merchandise with these really southern and appropriate and uh forward-thinking sayings and so imani shot ingenue ellis a while back in one of our mississippi gems amazing actress and he did a stunning stunning pictorial so he's like hey they want me to shoot their merchandise and they wanted me to use like models and things like that but i want to use people that i know and have some type of attachment with and then he chose me to do this too. So I was just like, uh, I don't want to mess your thing up, but you know, I'm a fan of the bit of Southerner. Yeah. And Monty has like an amazing uh, gift and talent for pulling things out of people and having you to see yourself in ways that, um, that you don't see yourself. So what happened? We were looking for a location. I have an, an incredible love affair with Footprint Farms. Like I love the space. I love what it represents. So we figured out, long story short, um, he gave us some t-shirts. We picked out some merchandise and we did this amazing shoot um, at the farm. And he sent us the pictures of what some of the captures, which then went and was uh, displayed on the Bitter Southerners newsletter and also on their website. Yeah. And yeah. And so Imani had a- Photos and posted on Jackson Transplants? 
that's not so now Imani had a vision for that. And so I'm just yeah. I'm just honored to be a part of that. And then now you can take it away, Imani, and go on into the rest of that. Okay, what you want me to like? Tell them like, you know, yeah, like what you made you think about like using local people and okay. yeah, that's models and choosing footprint forms? Like how was the process working with them? I thought like I love the photos. Um I mean, I thought you guys did really well. Like, I know I hate photos <laughs> and taking pictures <laughs> and stuff like that. So, yeah, just tell me about the process and working with them. Okay, so the Bitter Southerner reached out to me earlier this year to um, shoot Anjanu, which was a blessing because I, you know, this year been a challenging year for everybody. Yeah. So, it's like, work, you know, whatever you do, it's kind of like, it's not much of it. So when they reach out to me, I'm like, uh, yeah, like, and, and then he reached out to me, um, I believe from my website. So that was a plus to know that somebody was, you know, seeing my work and was like, hey, I want you to do this. So I took that that job. I went to Macomb, Mississippi and shot Anjanu, um in, in her environment, because that's where she's from, that's where she lives. And that was a beautiful experience. Um, we took some great photos. We collaborated and talked about what she was going to wear. And she, we just, you know, we vibe, you know, we, we did it. So that went well. They love the picture so much um, that they have this thing where they do every year where they collaborate with the photographers that's worked with them and they will send them merch for them to, you know, photograph in their own creative way. So, you know, the, the guy from the Bit of Southerner told me um, that, you know, we love your eye. We want you to just be creative, do your thing. They didn't care what I did. So they really didn't say models or anybody, but he kind of gave me an idea that sparked why I should use, you know, Enrica Tabi and um, Dr. Cindy. And he was just saying, you know, I, we would like to have people, you know, from Mississippi in their environment showing, you know, showing Mississippi. So I'm like, you know what? I want to do something that would like really kind of put attention on them um, and be creative with it. And so me and Enrica have been friends for a while. So I'm like, let me, you know, hit up Enrica and use her. And then, <clears throat> so we were talking and I was like, well, this would be dope if we shot at Footprint Farms. You know, you're a chef. So it's kind of, you know, it's like bring you to your roots and things like that. And I love Dr. Cindy. Um, been knowing her for a while. And then I was like, who else? And then we thought about Tabby. I was like, you know what? Yeah, because then she has the earrings. You know, she she uh, makes her own um, jewelry. So I was like, this would be great. So I coordinated with them. You know, once they sent me, it took them a while to send me stuff. <laughs> we talked about this. Like, So they sent me the clothes. Um, I did this. We did this, like, coordinated all in a couple of days went to the farm, didn't really have a concise plan. I just knew I wanted mm -hmm. to shoot them. Mm -hmm. But when I saw where I shot Enrica, what what would what did I shoot you in front of? What were those greens? That was Kale. That was Kale? Okay, so when I saw the it, it, it speaks to her. <laughs> no, but when I saw that, what would you call it? A green what do you call that house? Oh, went on. Wintona. <clears throat> when I saw that Wintona kid, I was like, oh, yeah, this would be dope for Enrica. So I just had her, you know, position her in front of the um, KO. Um, we got some really good shots. Uh, I thought they speak to who she was. 
I would try to shoot people and capture their personality, bring the essence mm -hmm. of them, you know, because everybody ain't a model. Mm -hmm. So I shot her from the kill, and then um, Tabi, I saw the wind tunnel of um, what was that? Um, 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 bok choy. Bok choy. Mm -hmm. It had like this green and purple, you know, mm -hmm. class. Like, great for you know spot for toby and then we shot miss cindy in a field of jamaican sorrel mm -hmm. and i thought that was so important because miss cindy is the only she's the only one what in the south in jackson and definitely in mississippi definitely most sorrel and hibiscus because this that is straight from jamaica she started out with a few seeds right. from um i think mr jesse and his wife they brought them and they've cultivated from those seeds that whole field over the I don't think this language, but I like this conversation. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's something you should try, though. Literally, it's, I've tried it. Um, you can put it in tea, Jamaican soil. You know, you, they make a tea out of it. It's oh, a beautiful okay. plant. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's amazing. So I shot her there. And, you know, the pictures were real with seed. They did a newsletter, posted them, and the rest is history. Like, I was like, hey, thank you. <laughs> Really, really good. Um, I ain't gonna let the money get off like that, Ashley. Okay. So, see, he's being very modest and he's being very humble in his accomplishments and in his talent. And I'm looking at uh, the comments, and they're just like, "You dope, but you are in denial, and I you need that. to own that." And you need that is from Danielle T. And I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Imani is brilliant. And I'm not saying that because he eats my food and we're friends. I'm saying it's just from the standpoint of just him as a person, but also his craft and his ability to do that. Like he pulls those things out of people. And he is also a, he is also a mirror of that. He reflects that back just in who he is. And so he's like trying to downplay, but that's his personality. But I told him, that you are not going to come on here and talk small about yourself. We're going to pull this out of you because it's there. And that's what we do. We pull that up out of you and we, <laughs> and we elevate that and we revere in that and we celebrate it and we encourage that. And um, I do have a question that I would like to ask you, like what has been the most rewarding or the most fun and the inspi most inspiring thing that you've done thus far? That's a good question. I, you should have told me this before we got on here. Just because I, I know you've done, <laughs> you've done such cool things and you've done like, you know, the social media flex things too, but you just have like such an amazing catalog of work. And you always like have some type of attachment to like where you were or what you were feeling um, or what inspired you. Like, um, what do you, okay, so this is an easy question. What do you like to shoot? What is your favorite subject or um, feeling or emotion that you want people to know? I can spin that off quick. My greatest or my favorite thing to shoot is portraits, portraiture. Mm -hmm. um, I love to shoot people. I love to shoot people because I love to um, capture, like I said, capture the essence of a person. Like I think it's something so special when you can really take a picture of a person and they say, oh my God, that's me. 
You know what I mean? Like you really captured my personality and you haven't spent no time with them. You met them that day. You know, you haven't, it's, it's almost like you've known them for years. Um, <clears throat> that to me is the most, like the greatest thing I love to do and the most rewarding thing to do when I get that type of uh, feedback from the person that I shot. Like, I don't look at this, you know, for me, photography, I don't look at this like a, a hobby or just, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm going to make a lot of money. This is my passion. You know what I mean? I'm so deeply and rooted in this that if I do something really great and I don't get nothing but a lot of love from it and I don't get the most money from it, I'm still going to be, you know, I'm going to be okay. Because <laughs> I'm essentially, I look at it like I'm stamping history. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, you know, there's, I'm stamping, uh, I'm doing a timestamp when I'm taking a photo. Mm -hmm. That cannot be, you know, repeated. You're going to either get this moment, you know, now, or you'll never get it back. You know, I can share with you, like when I shot Anjanu, my goal was to take portraits of her, right? I did some portraits, but you know, COVID was happening at the time and I remember getting there, you know, she was a little, you know, she, she just shy. This is just her, you know, her personality, but she was still sweet and, and all, you know, generous and things like that. But I remember telling her like, Hey, I'm gonna need to get some portraits and, you know, so that means I'm gonna have to get close. Uh, Cause I was shooting film. So the camera I had, I needed to get a little bit closer to get tighter shots. And she was like, oh, you know, and I was like, well, hey, you know, I'm going to be safe. I got my mask on. We're going to be safe. But I'm going to need to get these pictures, though. <laughs> so <laughs> so I when I said that, too, but go continue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, Lord, please don't, you know, let this be no issue for me. So when I kind of took the charge and said that, she was just like, okay. You know, and I'm telling you, as the shoot went on, it was like we were best friends. You know, she was like, oh, I love, you know, it was just like, it, it's cool. Like, it was cool. So I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like, I, we need to do this, you know. Um, but, yeah, so that, that I hope that answered your question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, like, because it's, again, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, it's um I think it's really important. I'm just glad that you 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 agreed to do this because your work speaks for itself too, but like I've said, just you as a person speaks for yourself too. And it is always refreshing to meet someone and to work with someone and to see them in their process for me. Like I I I, I respect that and it's like inspiring for me. And what I do, um, same with Ashley, with what she does. Like, I love to gain things from people. Um, I do. And some, <laughs> this girl. <laughs> oh, this girl is wild. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, you know, what, um, what's, do you have any, uh, any advice to, yourself about like where you've been and where you're going in mind and like what what do you see your growth has been the biggest in in just in your career what is what is what have you learned the most about yourself that's a good question i i kind of was talking to somebody else about this the other day they were asking me what would i tell my old self uh 
you know, what advice would I give myself at the beginning? But honestly, um, I've learned to be patient and and um, also diligent in what I'm doing creatively. Trust myself because you can get so lost. I've been doing this for like years. I've been shooting ever since really, like really shooting since 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I've seen myself, could, I could have gotten discouraged, you know, for not being where I think I should be. Um, but I guess with me, honestly, just not trying so hard, just doing what I know mm-hmm. is true to me. That is the and, word. And, yeah, not trying so hard to be creative and super, you know, dope, and because you can get lost looking at everybody else stuff. Mm. Yes, you forget we are all individual. I can never be them. They can never be me. And I gotta learn how to be, you know, in my own space and do my own thing and and mm. and own. You know what I mean? So, messy asks about. Dating child, you see that right. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you do that one. What they say? They ask, so what dating looks like for you? What does dating look like for you? I just want you to know what people are asking. <laughs> That's a legitimate question, Imani. She is not that is a legitimate question. I mean, I'm I'm open. I'm out. I'm I mean I'm dating, you know what I'm saying? Like it's how is pandemic dating? I'm not, it's it's the same for me, you know? I mean, you just put your mask on, you, you do what you gotta do. Cooties, got it. Enrica, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you wanna talk about the brunch? <laughs> That's a great segue. <laughs> that is a great segue away from this. Okay, so this brunch, um, so this brunch situation, this is it has been really crazy um, and good. And um, the collaboration with Fine and Dandy, uh, I was offered that opportunity to work with Ray Scott and the guys and gals and people, them, they at uh, Fine and Dandy with with um, with making their brunch menu. They've always thought about doing brunch, so. Um, Bray Scott offered me a really cool opportunity to play with food, like just to come up with a menu and um, and just pull some of the the things that I guess go on in my head and put it on paper and put it into food and put it into a menu. And a lot of what I did with the menu is I drew inspiration from things that always like inspire me. Definitely nostalgic childhood, music, film, artistic things pop culture, being Southern and country and all of that stuff. And also wanting to see and be in the world, like all of that just kind of like meshed together here. So I wanted to do something that would definitely be a menu where people would say, okay, this kind of sort of is all over the place, but it makes sense. Um, I did not want to do anything that was trite and considered brunch um, because we have enough offerings of things that people associate typically with brunch and that's cool I wanted to do something a little different I wanted to do something through the lens and the scope of how I see things and just kind of use my imagination with it so this last Sunday well yesterday was the grand opening 
and it was met with really good reviews and uh, a good success. Uh, the bottomless mimosas, I think, is lending itself to be uh, a soft and quiet and large hit you with the patrons. A lot of the tables I saw, every table had some form of a bottomless mimosa. And um, but it's been fun. It's been it's been really it's been really um, interesting that some of the most creative space that I've had has been during this pandemic because a lot of the stuff I've had to cancel and a lot of things that I wasn't able to do because of it. It has lent itself to giving me the space to create and come up with things and do find another way to do something. So that's what it, so that's what I did. You know, the menu is going to be every Sunday. Um, it has lots of references to things, lots of tongue and cheek things. Uh, people who know me will get it. Those who don't know me would say, ah, okay, I kind of get where she was going with it. And there are going to be people who say, I have no idea what this reference is, but it sounds funny. I'm going to order it, but it's not a scary menu. I don't think. It's not intimidating. Intimidating is a better word. It's not intimidating, but it definitely it, it creates a brunch space. And brunch is not rushed. It's not like, you know, we're going to get our sausage biscuit and hash brown, which I love from Whataburger. It's like sit down for a minute. Don't get. <laughs> Wait, what's that, Ashley? What's that about? Whataburger? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> <laughs> the sausage and the sausage and the jalapeno cheddar biscuit is the business. That's all I get. I don't I don't get the burger or none of that other stuff. I just want the sausage biscuit, grape jelly, and those little uh, potato plant things and orange juice. I'm a honey butter. And you're a honey butter person. Your money. You you always stay with the fancy. Yeah, I maybe Coke products, but otherwise, like. I've actually never eaten there before. You ain't missing nothing. Bougie? <laughs> you know what? I you know yesterday. She ain't. She don't eat nothing. Well, I don't eat anything. I'm extremely picky, but I also don't really like fast food or restaurant chains at all. Oh wow. Especially Waffle House. Wow. Especially Waffle House. But I don't like, yeah, I don't like it. It like <laughs> Like your insides are okay, like with fast food. Of course, y'all don't feel yeah. afterwards. Yeah. I love them blueberry uh, waffles. Uh, waffles. <laughs> See, but you know what? See, and, and so I mean, it's, it's it's just really crazy. And the people that's watching, I did not project or make this to go into food discussion. Like this is Jackson transplant, but we just keep talking about food and just like memory and things. I just don't like food with Waffle House like that unless it's the hash browns. Like I go for the hash browns, the smother covered, chopped, whatever at Waffle House. I, I, hop. I like I hop. They make these grits that just I delicious. At I hop, I don't like either place. <laughs> She wow. goes to um, another broken egg or something. I will oh, go there. <laughs> I will go there, but I want to like two things for me. Another broken egg. Well, you know that's like a Baton Rouge based restaurant, so it's not all that. The Huddle House. You been, you like Huddle House? I've never been there. Child, you know what's worse? <laughs> like 
I've never been to a Denny's. I've My homegirl used to work at Denny's back when she was like a teenager. And then Dennis had like that whole, I mean, what chain don't have that whole racial discrimination thing, but they were just like really wilding out with black folks. And then they started doing all these promotions and stuff to try to bring black people back in to eat. And I just like, I'm just not at all on no level. Like I'm good on y'all. And I still mm-hmm. kind of like keep that. And I do have like a, 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 a a snob attitude about Denny's, like y'all can keep your what's that the ballpark special? What is it? The I don't know the, the mm-hmm. something. But you, what is it? money? I know you've been the. Denny's. I don't live in Selma. Your club in the popping days. What what's, what is what they got at Denny's? Not even the club in popping days. I've been to Denny's a lot when they was open, like since, especially last year. What, what's what's it called? A Grand Slam or yeah, that's that's the, the Grand Slam. For like three dollars, that's just too much food that makes me concerned that I that you know. <laughs> I think it's probably leftovers from the other plate, and they just like when somebody come, they just like scoop they it. just heat it up and just and just slam it on that plate. Please don't sue me. I don't have any money. I'm saying like this is just in fun and love. Like we ain't trying to like we we ain't campaigning for nobody. But no. Waffle House. Unless you don't sponsor me, then I'll change. My, cause yeah. I can be. Bought. I think you should try to get Huddle House, cause Huddle House is like select is there a Huddle and, House and random, and it just sounds great. Like is people there like one Huddle here House in Jackson or like Jackson Metro. No, they have one in West Point. Okay. Oh, West Point, Miss. They got a Huddle House in West Point. Wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! You got. <laughs> wait, wait a minute! You, you got a little cute. Wait. about West Point. Yes. I no, think. I'm just saying, like, I don't, nah, I, I got no, no, mm, no connection to them folks. 